Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. This is the weekly outlook here at XM.com. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cristina Marujos, and with me today is Senior Investment Analyst Mario Sochikiriakos. We'll be having a look at the most important events of the upcoming week. Mario, let's start by having a look at Japan because the Bank of Japan meets on Tuesday. Markets, though, are not expecting any significant changes to policy. However, what would that mean for the yen, especially when other major central banks start raising interest rates? Hello, Cristina. It's, I doubt it's going to be an exciting meeting. There hasn't been an exciting Bank of Japan meeting in three or four years now. That being said, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how they balance the recent signs that the economy is doing better against the overall gloomy picture. So let me explain what I mean by that. We've seen some pretty encouraging signs in the Japan lately. Businesses are turning more optimistic. The unemployment rate is at 2.2%. We've escaped deflation and exports are doing better now that the yen is weaker. Now, all of that sounds good, uh, but I don't expect the Bank of Japan to signal, you know, rate hikes are coming or anything similar. Why? Consumption remains very weak. Uh, household spending is negative from a year ago. Wage growth is still pretty subdued despite the tightness in the labor market. And of course, we've got Omicron. It's really sweeping through Japan right now, and that's a major threat uh, to the recovery. So we're doing better, but we're not out of the woods just yet. And the inflation rate just speaks for itself, right? It's barely positive despite all of the supply disruptions and the soaring energy prices. So that that tells us that organic inflationary pressures in the economy are still pretty weak. Now, what does all of this mean? We're probably going to get a a little bit of a more optimistic tone uh, from the Bank of Japan next week, but nothing dramatic. They're not going to signal any policy changes. Indeed, it might actually take years before they even consider uh, raising interest rates. Now, for the yen, all of that suggests that the outlook is still negative. The Bank of Japan is not going to raise interest rates. Many other major central banks, the Fed, the Bank of England, are going to raise interest rates moving forward. So relative monetary policy argues for a negative outlook in the yen. Here's the caveat, though, what might rescue the yen, if you will. We've got the government and it's preparing to unleash a massive spending package. Besides that, and of course, that could help the recovery, right? And besides that, we've got this really shaky environment in global markets right now. Stock markets are very volatile. You see a risk aversion everywhere. And if that continues, that could allow, um, if volatility episodes like this become more frequent, that could allow the yen to enjoy uh, brief periods of strength, given that it's a safe haven currency. So the trend might be negative, but I think we're going to get a very bumpy ride uh, lower, if that makes sense. Now let's cross into China because the People's Bank of China meets uh, this week on Thursday to be exact. But before that, we'll get the all-important quarter four GDP report of the country out on Monday. Could that possibly tip the scales in what policymakers might signal on Thursday? Very possibly. So let's start with the GDP numbers. We're expecting pretty bad news. So uh, growth is expected to have slowed uh, from 4.9% down to 3.6%. That's a pretty dramatic slowdown for for you know for a powerhouse like China. And 
if that's the case, if we get pretty weak GDP numbers on Monday, I think that's going to give the People's Bank of China the perfect excuse to loosen policy uh, when it means on uh, on Thursday, either by cutting the reserve requirements for banks again or by lowering the, the actual policy rate. Now, what does all of this mean? I think we could get a case of uh, bad news is good news, right? Because if GDP numbers are weak, that means more policies is, is coming, which might actually help stabilize uh, the economy. Now, for the markets, what the People's Bank of China does is usually not very important. For the Forex market, it's usually not extremely important, but it does affect local stock markets uh, in China. Well, that being said, we could see some effects on the Australian dollar, of course, which is very sensitive to any uh, China developments. Well, the Aussie is doing pretty well actually lately. We've, it has staged a pretty decent recovery on the back of uh, recovering iron ore prices. Um, of course, I think this is still, uh, the outlook for the Aussie is still pretty shaky. The markets are pricing in four rate increases from the Reserve Bank of Australia this year. I think that's over-optimistic. We might get one or two. I struggle to see uh, four simply because the, the Australian economy is not that strong and you also have the risks or the risk of spillover effects uh, from China slowing down. And before I let you go, Marios, this week's calendar also has a lot of data releases. What should investors focus on? Well, we get a lot of data from the United Kingdom and from Canada. So the UK is going to see the release of jobs data, inflation data, retail sales, uh, and Canada will also get uh, will also see the release of inflation and retail sales during the week. Now, all of these are going to be pretty important for their respective currencies. The pound is doing very well, uh, has done very well lately, especially against the euro. I think that this can continue. We are seeing signs that the well, the Bank of England wants to raise interest rates. It probably will raise interest rates next month again. That allows scope for some more strength in the pound. But longer term, I'm not quite as confident as the markets. Similar to the Reserve Bank of Australia, the markets are pricing in four rate increases by the Bank of England this year. That could happen, but I think that's the most optimistic scenario, uh, especially since we've been getting some signs lately that growth is losing a little bit of momentum. So I'm positive on the pound near term, especially against the euro. Longer term, the outlook starts becoming more uh, shaky, though. Marios, it was great having you with me today. This was the Weekly Outlook here at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.